This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows. All right, this is the John Smith Show. If you're watching live, it's Sunday night. If you're listening on goodtalkradio.com, it's Monday morning. Happy Monday. Well, there's an unprecedented database leak that exposes Chinese Communist Party members embedded in Western companies and governments. I got the report. We'll talk about that. There's a former aide that claims Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed her for years, and apparently she's not the only one. So there's others. Well, welcome to the John Smith Show. Hey, listen, if you want to be part of the conversation, part of the discussion, the call-in number is 602-475-2000. It's right there at the bottom of the screen. I want to thank all the listeners that are here uh, on goodtalkradio.com. Now, you may also be watching us live on Good Talk Radio's uh, Facebook page. Uh, We're live every Sunday night through Thursday night on Good Talk Radio's Facebook page. Uh, We're also live on Say What You Will Radio, the YouTube channel. You can find all of our... uh, archives, if you will, all of our podcasts on saywhatyouwillradio.com. Just go to the John Smith Show. Uh, And you may also be watching live if you've got the Roku device on the Cutting Edge TV Roku channel. Just search Cutting Edge TV on your Roku app and add it as one of your favorite stations. Well, those are some of the uh, articles, and we've got more, but I want to start off With this Chinese business, a massive database of nearly 2 million registered Chinese Communist Party members has been leaked, providing the rest of the world with an unprecedented view into the structure of how China could infiltrate Western businesses and companies, including ones in the United States, Australia, and the United Kingdom. Let me remove that uh, Roku banner. Hey, there we go. And I'm back. Uh, The worrisome leak was reported by Sky News Australia, which said the database breach lifts the lid on how the party operates under President and Chairman Xi Jinping. Quote, communist party breaches have been set up inside Western companies, allowing the infiltration of those companies by CCP members. Who, if called on, are answerable, answerable directly to the Communist Party, to the chairman, the president himself, Sky News, Sherry Markson said, along with the personal identifying details of 1.95 million Communist Party members, mostly from Shanghai, there are also the details of 79,000 Communist Party branches, many of them inside companies. 
It is believed to be the first leak of its kind in the world, Markson proclaimed. Detailed analysis of the database leak revealed that there are 123 party loyalists employed at Pfizer. Whoops. Yeah, Pfizer, you know those guys. They're the ones that are going to be cranking that uh, uh, little serum into your body pretty soon. Those guys. And AstraZeneca. Another big pharma company, according to the Daily Mail, both pharmaceutical behemoths are developing coronavirus vaccines. Well, that's nice to know that there's 123 Communist Party loyalists that are working at both Pfizer and AstraZeneca. That doesn't make you just feel all warm and fuzzy on side. Oh, hey, listen, I want to give a shout out too to Dave S. He uh, drives a rig and he's a cross country um, uh, trucker and he's a loyal fan. So I just want to give Dave S. a big shout out. I hope you're being safe out there, brother. And thank you for doing what you do. You guys are America's heroes, no doubt. Some of them. Uh, Back to the article. There were allegedly hundreds of Chinese Communist Party members employed at firms with defense industry interests, so that's nice, such as Airbus, Boeing, and Rolls-Royce. They employed hundreds of Communist Party members. There were reportedly 600 CCP members working at 19 branches of British banks, such as HSBC and Standard uh, Chartered in 2016. The CCP members even infiltrated British consultants and universities, according to the report. Yeah, well, we know we know there's a lot of communists in the universities. There's no doubt about that. I don't know if they're Chinese communists. A lot of them were little, you know, raised communists right here within the United States. The database leak reveals the names, party positions, dates of birth, national identification number, the ethnicity of the CCP members. In some cases, the list even includes the phone numbers of the members. We ought to give them a call and see if any of them know Hunter Biden. The breach of the Chinese government database originally happened in April 2016 when the data was allegedly extracted by Chinese dissidents and whistleblowers and leaked on Telegram, an instant messaging app. Markson added a disclaimer, quote, it's worth noting that there's no suggestion that these members have committed espionage. Oh, no, no, they're just here for the hell of it. Because they wanted to see the Grand Canyon and go to Vegas. That's why they're here. But the concern is over whether Australia or these companies knew that the CCP members, and if so, have any steps been taken to protect their data and people. Well, there you go. There you go. You got uh, Eric Swalwell. He's sleeping with Chinese uh, spies. Maybe one, maybe two. We don't know for sure. Uh, There should be an immediate investigation on that. He should be out of Congress, without a doubt. Without a doubt. He ought to be removed from Congress immediately. You've got Hunter Biden, who's over there doing business dealings with communist China, bringing home millions of dollars. Millions and millions of dollars being funneled through the University of Pennsylvania. Listen, the Chinese, they don't play games. We know that. The Chinese, it's their goal to rule the world. There's no doubt. They want to be 
the number one superpower in the world, and they know they've got to take down the United States, and you have people in high places in this country that are working with them. One of them happens to be the president-elect's kid. Another one happens to be a bigwig over in Congress. And now we find out that the companies here in the United States, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of communist Chinese working in our biggest companies, some of which have government contracts. This is unbelievable stuff. Pretty terrifying if you ask me. Hey, Kiki's in the room. Big Pharma is making bank from COVID. You got that right. Kiki, you're 100% right. And uh, I don't know where you stand, Kiki. I'm curious. Where do you stand uh, with taking the vaccine? Are you going to kind of jump in? Or are you going to wait for a little while? I don't know. It's up to you. Let me know if you're still watching. Well, uh, oh, by the way, by the way, I just got to share this story with you. Like, you know, it's Monday morning. Uh, this past weekend, let me take a sip of coffee here. This past weekend, um, we had our annual, what we call Thanksmas. And uh, we call it Thanksmas because it falls right in between, obviously, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And this is, I'm just throwing it out there to my listeners. If you guys have like uh, large families or split families or whatever you want to call them, and uh, you're always trying to fight for the attention of some of your family members, but they have obligations to be at 10 different places. Pick a weekend right in the middle, call it Thanksmas, and tell everybody, don't worry about being here on Thanksgiving. Don't worry about being here on Christmas. Just be here on Thanksmas. Then you got nobody to compete with. And it was a great weekend. We had everybody here. Uh, we had some amazing food. We, had, we, just, we just had a great time. So it was really fun. And uh, so again, if you got a broken family, I recommend... The uh, Thanksmas tradition, start it with your family. And that way you don't have to worry about stuff. You don't have to worry about competing back and forth uh, with different families. So, all right, back to the news. That was just a little personal thing, but uh, I thought I'd share. Back to the news. Uh, oh, Thomas Hamilton is here. Hello, Thomas from Glasgow, Scotland. Good to see you, Thomas. Boy, it's got to be late there. I'm thinking it's got to be uh, seven hours from eight. Uh, that's Is it like two or three in the morning? Over there in Glasgow, Thomas, Am I, do I have that right? If so, buddy, man, thanks for being here. That is that is commitment. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, so uh, this just came out. This is kind of big news right now. Uh, the former aide claims that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed her for years. Now, this isn't just a little thing. This has been going on for years. 3 a.m., Thomas says. That's what I thought, buddy. Holy cow. At 3 a.m., I, I don't know what you're doing awake. Maybe do you work overnights or uh, I don't know. It's 3 o'clock in the morning there, buddy. Holy cow. All right. So uh, New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo was accused by a former aide on Sunday morning of sexual harassment. All right. I don't know if we're... Uh, if we're still going, maybe I got it back. I hope I did. Anyway, 
Uh, back to the story here. A former aide claims Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed her for years. New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo was accused by a former aide on Sunday morning for sexual harassment. Lindsey Boylan, who ran against Representative Jerry Nadler in this year's primary in New York's 10th Congressional District, was Deputy Secretary for Economic Development and a special advisor to the governor from 2015 to 2018. Let's go. Let's check the comments here. All right. There we go. Uh, not tried, mate. Hello. All right. We're back. Yeah, there was a little blip in the system there. A little internet issue there. Uh, Boylan offered a few specifics in her allegation, but she appears to be uh, alleging serious misconduct. Boylan is currently running for Manhattan Bureau president. All right, now let me bring this uh, picture up real quick. If you are watching the live show right there, uh, Lindsay Boylan says, and I promised myself I would never let those kind of guys win. I work hard my whole life to put myself in positions of power to change things, to end the violence and corruption, give voice to the voiceless. I am not stopping. I refuse. I will never give up. Again, this is Lindsay Boylan, and this is her tweet. She says, yes, Governor Cuomo sexually harassed me for years. Many saw it and watched. I could never anticipate what to expect. Would I be grilled on my work, which was very good, or harassed about my looks? Or would it be both in the same conversation? This uh, went on for years, or this is the way it was for years, she says. The claim comes as Cuomo is mired in controversy over his decision to close indoor dining in New York City, even though his own data show restaurants account for only 1.4% of the spread of the virus. According to the Associated Press, he was uh, also added this week to Joe Biden's shortlist for the position of Attorney General of the United States. Now, can you imagine that? Andrew Cuomo as the Attorney General of the United States? This guy, one of the most corrupt governors of all time, being the Attorney General of the United States. And he's handsy. He's obviously a touchy-feely type of guy, just like Joe is. Maybe, you know, two peas in a pod, if you will. Unbelievable. I can't imagine. You know, I mean, we're just, we can only assume the corruption that's going to take place in the Biden administration. But I mean, I, I don't, I think it's going to go so far beyond anybody's expectations. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, since the pandemic and lockdown began in March, Cuomo has been widely praised by corporate media. Well, of course, even though his state had the highest number of deaths and his decision to force nursing homes to accept COVID patient, uh, Positive patients killed thousands of New Yorkers. Will the media protect him against these allegations of sexual misconduct as well? Of course they will. Because if you're a Democrat, if you're a loyal leftist Democrat in the United States politics, you're untouchable. Now, there's some small guys, some lower, you know, that will, you know, jump on the grenade for their fellow Democrats. But if you're a Democrat, and you're one of these guys or ladies that are way up in the Democratic Party and you're loyal to the party, you are untouchable. It's liberal privilege. 
Well, the Emmy Awards rescind the absurd statue. Uh, they recent oh, <laughs> will the Emmy Awards rescind the absurd statue they recently gave him? Will his brother Chris, uh, Chris Cuomo have the governor on CNN to be grilled about believing all women? Well, yeah, where's the uh, where's the Me Too movement? They're awfully quiet. Where are they at? Where's the National Organization of Women? Where's Alyssa Milano when you need her? Or is she going to come out and is she just going to trash this lady? Or is she going to defend Cuomo? Or is she going to, what's she going to do? What side of the fence is Alyssa Milano going to fall on? Because remember, you've got to believe all women. you got to believe them. They don't just make this stuff up like Blase Ford. If you recall the Kavanaugh hearings, right? You've got to believe all women. I wonder if uh, Alyssa Milano is going to believe this woman. I guess we're going to have to wait and find out. Uh, There's a Cambridge study that children's mental health deteriorated substantially during the lockdown. I think we pretty much knew that was coming. I think everybody's mental health is slowly deteriorating. A new study by researchers at the University of Cambridge finds that the government imposed lockdowns in response to the coronavirus pandemic caused significant harm to children's mental health. The study published this week in the Archives of Disease in Childhood was the first of its kind to analyze data on younger children's mental health before and during the first lockdown in the United Kingdom. Last spring, following 168 children between the ages of seven and a half and 11 and a half, the researchers conclude during the UK lockdown, children's depression symptoms have increased substantially relative to before lockdown. The scale of this effect has direct relevance to the continuation of different elements of lockdown policy, such as complete or partial school closures. They continue, specifically, we observed a statistically significant increase in ratings of depression with a medium to large effect size. Our findings emphasize the need to incorporate the potential impact of lockdown on child mental health and planning the ongoing response to the global pandemic and the recovery from it. They don't care. That's the thing. These government bureaucrats don't care about the health of the children. They say they do. They say they come on TV and they always say it's all about the children when in fact what they're doing is destroying the children and they hide all the data. When these studies come out, they do everything they can to make these studies go away. They don't want people to know. They want people to think it's only their kid who's going through these depression, uh, this depression and all these other types of mental illnesses. They don't want people to know that there are that your kid's not alone, that this is something that's extremely common. Otherwise, it would be all over the news. Hey, George Guz, uh, Guzman's in the room. How you doing, George? Good evening to you, pal. Uh, lockdowns and declining youth mental health. Other studies linking declining mental health with lockdown policies have emerged for adolescents and young adults in, in uh, recent months, but children were not typically represented. For example, the CDC reported in August that one in four individuals age 18 to 24 contemplated suicide during the spring lockdowns. Oh, that's only 25% of those, that age group. That's, what's 25%? 
And a recent Harvard study found startling rates of depression in young adults. Adolescent mental health has been hit particularly hard by the lockdowns and related social distancing policies. For example, a 16-year-old boy from Brunswick, Maine, took his own life last week after leaving a note saying that he felt locked in his house during the pandemic and separated from friends due to remote, uh, remote learning. The mental health impacts on loneliness can last up to nine years. The new University of Cambridge paper is the first longitudinal study to trace the mental health effects of lockdowns and social isolation on younger children, finding that their mental health is similarly deteriorating during the pandemic response. An article uh, this week in the New York Times acknowledged that loneliness that children uh, the loneliness that children feel this year, but echoed a sense of inevitability, describing the experience of two-year-old who, upon entering others, says, uh-oh, people. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Two-year-olds afraid of other people. Yeah, we're not doing any harm to the kids, are we? Yeah, let's lock everything down. There's no proof that these lockdowns, and this is me speaking, I haven't seen any proof that these lockdowns, social distancing, or wearing masks has stopped anything. Nothing. It's only made the country worse off. If you look at the most strict states, the most strict cities in the country that have these uh, ridiculous lockdowns, their COVID uh, spread is no different, if not worse, than anywhere else. That's a fact. We're social creatures. We need interaction, George says. You know that's exactly right. And George, that's why I'm thankful for my church, man. Every Sunday, I get together with a large group of people, large, I'd say about 30 people, where it's normal. It's normal for an hour every week where I walk in the door, I'm greeted by people, they shake my hand, we give each other hugs, and then we worship God together. And I got to tell you, we look forward to it every single week, which, by the way, uh, it's now broadcast on uh, Good Talk Radio on their Facebook page. And it's also broadcast on the Roku. And that's going to be Sunday mornings at uh, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. So check it out if you want to be part of uh, Desert Road community church and our services. We are social people. An article this week, uh, oh, I'm sorry, while the Times was uh, right, rightly points out that most important relationships for toddlers are with their parents, the widespread acceptance of peer isolation of children during the past 10 months is unsettling. Keeping children away from sandboxes and swing sets or depriving them of small birthday parties and playmates is doing more harm than good particularly where children are mostly spared from the worst effects of COVID-19 and the risk of dying from COVID-19, thankfully extremely low. By contrast, the harm of the lockdowns and other pandemic policies and practices that deprive young people of social connection is disturbingly high. 
Ellen Townsend is a psychology professor at the University of Nottingham who has been speaking out about the harmful consequences of lockdowns and mass testing policies that are especially damaging to youth during the pandemic. Townsend, along with several colleagues, launched a website to try to influence policymakers away from damaging lockdowns and mass testing protocols. In effect, what we've been doing is requiring young people to bear the burden of controlling a disease from which they face little or no risk. My son's girlfriend, her little five-year-old, almost six-year-old, they're closing his school this week. Now, he has been so excited. Now, he's only in kindergarten, but he's been so excited to be able to go out into public and meet other little kids and play with other little kids and learn with other little kids. And he's doing fantastic. In fact, the teacher has already told both my son and his girlfriend what an amazing little boy he is and how social he is and how smart he is and his just willingness and desire to learn. But guess what? He's going to now have to do this on the internet. The interaction is no longer going to be there. And he's already bent out of shape about it because he wants to go to school and this we're stealing this from our kids we are literally stealing their ability to learn with friends and socialize with friends, make friends i mean this is so, this is so out of control when's it going to end i mean you've got uh uh microsoft bill gates he's talking about that life won't be back to normal until 2022 at the earliest. And he's saying that restaurants and, and gyms and all this other things, they should be shut down for the next year or two. He said a minimum of six months, but longer would be better. Now it's pretty easy when you're worth a hundred billion dollars to say stupid stuff like that. But if you're a gym owner, And the governor of your state is shutting your business down and trying to starve you to death. Yeah, it's not so easy when you don't have a couple billion, a couple hundred billion dollars laying around in banks everywhere. I think Bill Gates ought to just shut his damn mouth. He clearly has no concept of reality. Speaking of the gym. This is the guy I'm talking about. He's a defiant New Jersey gym owner. He said to the governor Murphy only uh, over there in New Jersey, his quote, the only way you'll ever close these doors is when you close my casket. This is what it's coming to, folks. Think about this. This guy, all he's doing is trying to run a gym and they're forcing his gym to close and he's got to go on. He's He's got to go on. Uh, YouTube and Facebook Live and threaten the governor of New Jersey. And he's not even threatening. He's just saying, hey, listen, you want to shut my doors? You want to close my gym? You're going to have to kill me to do it. So bring it on. Just like the guy over in Staten Island that all he wanted to do was run Max, the bar over there. And they locked him up twice. And they even went and made uh, face ac false accusations that he ran a cop over. In the parking lot. George says in El Paso, Texas, uh, the kids at my fiance's school come back after Christmas break. 
Are they going back to uh, back to school or are they coming home and they have to go online? Just clarify that, George. I'm curious and what your thoughts are about that. Uh, Attilus Jim, uh, co-owner Ian Smith, said in video uh, posted on Instagram that the only time New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy will be able to shut his gym's doors is when he's dead. Quote, we have been open against uh, unconstitutional shutdown orders since May, he said in the description. Not once have we flinched. And the uh, petty tyrant of New Jersey, Governor Murphy, has tried everything he could possibly think of to ruin us. Over seven months later, we will open our doors every single day. No government official will ever tell me that I'm not able to provide for my family. I do not answer to public servants, no matter what threats or punishments they impose. I am a free man. I do not ask for permission. I do not ask for forgiveness. You work for us. The only way you'll ever close these doors is when you close my casket. In the video, Smith stands in front of the camera with similar message, uh, messages typed out, explaining that they've even fined more than $1 million. They fined him and racked up dozens of citations for their defiance. We've had our business license stripped, the note says. We've had our doors locked and barricaded. We've been arrested and have over 60 citations for running a gym. For running a damn business. Murphy has called uh, for limited gym use in the purported effort to curb the spread of COVID-19, but the gym co-owners have argued there is no science to support this position. And there's, they're exactly right. There is no science. There is absolutely not one article that supports closing these businesses down. What's happening to the middle class and small businesses in America is nothing short of a complete tragedy, Smith told Fox News American Newsroom Thursday. I would go so far as to call it criminal. You were putting people out of business for good. You were making them reliant on big government. You were taking away their civil liberties under the guise of pretending like you care about the public health. Yeah, you care about the public health, except the stress levels and the anxiety and the depression and the suicide among our kids is through the freaking roof. And you tell us that you care about public health. You, you're more concerned about a flu bug that's killing less than 1% of the people. I read, actually, uh, the other day. And I should have I should have reported this article or had this article ready to report because it would have been perfect timing. But they said they said that uh, the actual amounts, the actual cases of covid are at least 10 times of that reported. So right now, the death rates is less than one percent based on the reported numbers of covid. Now, you multiply that by 10. So if you've got. You know, if you've got a million reported cases, the actual number is 10 million. So what that does is that cuts the death rate by a a tenth as well. So if you've got 1%, it's actually 0.1%. If you've got less than 1%, it's so far low. It's so low 
And that's taking into account, uh, or into, uh, into account the people that have died from COVID that actually haven't died from COVID because we know that hospitals are pumping up statistics all over the place. And George is right. He says it's all about control. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And that's what the masks are about as well. Smith said uh, the gym had more than 80,000 visits without any cases of coronavirus being linked back to the facility. 80,000 visits in his gym without a single case of coronavirus being linked to the facility. And yet we've got to shut it down because we care about the health. All of our other safety measures have uh, kept other members safe. He said, people are ready to get back to life and we can do so in a safe manner without shutting down businesses and closing them for good. And Frank and I set out to prove that back in May with our safety protocol. It has been in place and has shown to be effective. So instead of shutting the bar or shutting this, uh, this gym down, maybe they ought to send some bureaucrats over to figure out what the hell are doing because whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. So use them as an example to how to do things right. Don't shut them down. You have 80,000 people that have come and gone in that gym over the past few months, 80,000 and not a single case of coronavirus. That's almost like a miracle figure out what they're doing, and then duplicate that in open business. And then tell the public, listen, it's up to you. This is America. You have freedoms. If you want to go to the guy's gym, you're free to do so. If you catch the illness or if you feel sick, we just ask that you don't go. It's that simple. And if you're worried about the virus and you're terrified of the virus and you're scared to death because all you do is watch CNN, and you listen to Biden all day, then go hide. That's all. Just stay home. Stay the hell home. Don't go work out at the gym. Stay home. I don't understand why this is so difficult. It's such common sense. I don't know. It just frustrates me. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. You've got this poor lady over in uh, L.A. trying to run her outdoor restaurant. They shut her down. They said, no, even though you put 80 grand into your outdoor facility, we still got to shut you down 50 feet away from her closed restaurant. They've got tents set up so that uh, actors in all kinds, the, the crew from a uh, NBC sitcom, they can go and eat outdoors and have catered lunches while they're filming their stupid show 50 feet away from a restaurant that has to be closed. George is right. It's all about control. It has nothing to do with the safety of anybody because none of it makes any sense. You can't tell me that, well, I'm not going to keep getting into this. I've beat this on and on and on, but it just keeps, I just keep seeing these small businesses that are being destroyed. I see the owners that are being locked up. They're being put in jail. They're being fined astronomical amounts. This guy has been fined over a million dollars for running his damn business. This isn't America. This isn't, this isn't the America that we're supposed to be.
Speaking of insanity, Seattle. Have you heard this? Seattle considers excusing misdemeanors if the crime is linked to poverty, addiction, or mental disorder. So, if you're broke and you're on crack and you're crazy, then you can just go and mug away. Go mug away. Do whatever you want to do. Go hold up a liquor store. Do whatever you want to do. Because in Seattle, we care about the impoverished people. We don't want to have to put them in jail or arrest them. After all, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing if they weren't poor or addicted to drugs or mentally ill. So we're just going to turn a blind eye to their crimes. Forget the victim. Forget the victim. They, you know, they don't have any rights. The only people that have rights in Seattle are the poor, drug-addicted, mental cases. The people that have made the right decisions their whole life and have worked their whole life, they have no rights. So if they get mugged on the street of Seattle, too bad for them. The Seattle Council was weighing a new criminal code regulation that would excuse many misdemeanors. I thought we were supposed to be a country of laws. In other words, it didn't make a difference who you were, what religion you were, how much money you make, what color your skin is, who you decide to sleep with. None of that mattered. If you broke the law, you broke the law. You paid for it. There were penalties associated with breaking the law. It didn't make a difference. Now, apparently, Seattle has thrown that completely out the window. It doesn't make a difference anymore. We're no longer going to be a country of laws because if you're broke, on crack, or crazy, you can do whatever the hell you want to do. George's friends in Seattle say uh, some of the streets have been taken over by homeless. Yeah. Now it's going to be worse. Now the word's going to get out and they can do whatever the hell they want to do. And the crime just won't apply. Under the proposal, council, uh, council members considered excusing misdemeanor crimes, including assault. If the crime is linked to poverty, addiction, or mental disorder, the proposal excluded those related to domestic violence and impaired driving. Hmm. Members have claimed, quote, the current system isn't working for both offenders and victims. Well, how's this going to help the victim if you let the offenders go? Seems like a common sense question. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, in a situation where you look at the sandwich... Because you were hungry. Wait. In a situation where you took that sandwich because you were hungry and you were trying to meet your basic need of satisfying your hunger, we as the community will know that we should not punish that. King County Director of Public Defense, Anita uh, Condawal, said. That conduct is excused. Oh, there you go. So... Assault and stealing a sandwich. So if you're, I guess if you're hanging out over there, uh, you know, where the, uh, the fish market is in Seattle and you decide to go in and you get yourself a sandwich, maybe you get yourself a good Poroshki Poroshki, right? And you decide to walk out a Poroshki Poroshki and you've opened your little to-go container and you've got that amazing uh, beef-filled just little thing, that Russian, the Poroshki, whatever it's called. And you're about to eat it. 
you just dropped $15 on it and you waited in line for two hours and you're ready to eat, bite into that Peroshki and some homeless dude knocks you over the head with an empty wine bottle, takes your Peroshki and takes off. According to Anita Condawal, that conduct is ex- excused. Meanwhile, many law enforcement officers uh, officers have quit at high rates. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you? Noting that the profession has lost much of its respect, the council said it will continue to work on the proposal in 2021. There you go. Uh, the business is ravaged by the looting, and Seattle will never bounce back. Unbelievable. You know, I was uh, I was fortunate to be able to go over to. Uh, San Francisco, probably, I think it was 1997. I was there. Uh, I was living in Pittsburgh at the time, by the way, the Steelers are playing, not sure if they're winning or losing, but, uh, they were winning when I went in here a seven to nothing. But anyway, I drove from Pittsburgh and decided to cross the country and we ended up in, uh, San Francisco. And let me tell you back then it was a beautiful city and I could understand why people would want to live there. I went back about two years ago and it's a total cesspool. Everything that I remembered about San Francisco is has been completely crapped on. Seattle's going the same way. Portland's going the same way. How long are people going to tolerate this insanity? These major corporations are bailing, bailing out of California and moving to Texas because they can't take it anymore. I haven't even talked about my sponsors yet, and I've only got 15 minutes left of the show. Uh, so let me do that real quick. Uh, let me first, I want to talk about Ranger Rob pet poopy bags. And I understand I've got a box of Ranger Rob poopy bags in the mail. And I'm pretty excited about that. I'll be honest with you. But let uh, let Ranger Rob tell you all about his poopy bags. Hello, friends. This is Ranger Rob. And I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right. Dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today. Hey, I also want to tell you all about uh, the uh, Gray Feather Farm all-natural skincare products. This comes from Katie Joe. Everything was absolutely perfect. Shipping was so fast and packaging was great. The products are out of this world. The crack attack helps heal the roughest of skin. My grandmother has psoriasis on her hands and nothing that any doctor has prescribed has even come close to the relief this cream, the crack attack, has given her. She swears by it. The lip balm is my favorite product ever. It's the only thing that uh, gets my dry lips through the winter. Shop small and treat yourself. The products are absolutely wonderful. And Jen is amazing. Now, guys, if you want to order some crack attack for the special lady, in your life under this video, or you know what the easiest way go to say what you will radio.com, click our sponsors, click on gray feather farm on their picture. And that's going to take you right to their Etsy page. And if you use that link on say what you will radio.com, you're going to get free shipping. So there you go. 
All right. So Seattle is turning into uh, San Francisco North. It's completely horrific. Portland is a joke. San Francisco is a joke. LA is going out of business. What the hell? Why do the, why do these people continue to be elected? It blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. So the teacher who flipped out on a group of anti-lockdown protesters is now under investigation placed on leave. I don't know if you guys got to see this video, uh, but I'm going to play it for you. And I hope it comes through. I've been having trouble with my system playing videos, but I hope this comes through. Uh, Give me one second to get it set up here. And uh, we'll go ahead and play this video for you real quick. This lady is completely a complete nut job. Oh, she's a teacher. How about that? Aren't we all impressed? (laughs) They break into a USA chat. All right. So there you go. So uh, that lady is a complete nut. Then she drives off. But anyway. So there you go. So that was uh, that was a teacher. Well, she is now uh, under investigation and she's being placed on leave. Well, she should be that someone like that should not be teaching our kids. Turns out the self-proclaimed teacher who flipped out on anti-lockdown protesters in Bend, Oregon over the weekend and spewed multiple F-bombs at them wasn't lying. She is indeed a teacher in nearby Jefferson County School District 509J, and officials there placed her on paid administrative leave while the district investigates the incident. What do they have to investigate? And why would someone like her continue to get paid when school districts are always complaining that they don't have enough money Why would they put her on paid leave when she is clearly nuts? She was in the car by herself. She came up on protesters. She decided to just lose her, you know what? And then she went on to proclaim that she was a teacher. Like like that matters. Do you know how teachers, do you know how you know if someone's a teacher or a vegan? They keep telling you over and over and over. That's how you know. Uh, What's the background? As Blaze uh, Radio reported Monday, the teacher in question was caught on video. Well, we just saw it. So there you go. Wearing a handbag uh, or headband with her COVID-19 mask dangling below her chin, the ponytailed leftist let loose on protesters telling people to kill themselves. I'm an effing teacher. I work in schools, she screamed. F-U-F-U. I'm a teacher. I teach students. All the while, the protesters simply turned up their own volume and uh, some simply laughed 
at the lunacy-filled moment. Our families are dying, she hollered, her high-pitched bone cracking, her high-pitched voice cracking. In another odd moment, she appeared to welcome the attention of those recording her antics, manically waving and yelling hi to the cameras. She then hollered, F all of you, before finally driving away as demonstrators chanted, USA, USA. Uh, we're aware of the incident and we're investigating Jefferson County School Superintendent Ken Parcel told KTVZ he declined it, uh, to be identified the first. Oh, I'm sorry. He declined to identify the first year teacher or which school of grades she's taught. Citing personal confidentiality. Listen, her videos all over the world. OK, the people that know her, they know it was her. But she's at home now collecting paychecks. The Jefferson County School District office is located in Madras, about 50 minutes north of Bend, uh, which is in whatever county the station said more than 2 million people have viewed the Twitter and Facebook posts of the profanity laced video. Uh, this is what some people had to say. I mean, she wasn't armed like some of those wackadoodles. I'd say she conducted herself just fine. I'm sure you're a leftist, too. You're probably one of those people that just get appalled by uh, Trump tweets, right? About how offensive Trump is. But she? Oh, she just she's just fine. Nothing to worry about there. Uh, somebody else said she needs a mental health evaluation. That's no doubt about that. Freaking psycho. She told someone to kill themselves for standing up for the right to be self-reliant, another commenter said. She should lose her teaching license. She has uncontrollable rage. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't want my two-year-old near her in any way. Oh, we got some comments here. Uh, let's see. Uh, George says, wow. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Uh, howdy, people. Uh, Ranger Rob was here. I don't know if he's still here. Don't think your stream is uh, running on YouTube. Oh, not good. Yeah, something crashed. I had a crash earlier, so I, uh, I'm surprised anything's working at all. Uh, he says that's right near me. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, should get a promotion and a bonus. The anti-lockdown protests are wrong. Another user noted three weeks of 100% adherence and it would be over already. Okay. So there you go. There you go. That's what people are saying about it. Uh, one town away. Oh my goodness. Ranger Rob, you're close to her, huh? Yeah. You'll have to let me know if, if there's any articles in the public paper, if she ends up getting canned or if they, uh, excuse this behavior, I don't think someone like her should be teaching kids. I mean, what happens if a young kid shows up in a Trump hat? How is she going to respond to this kid? What if a young kid shows up and says, Hey, uh, I don't believe in the masks. Uh, is there, is it okay if I take my mask off? The lady will lose it. And I don't think someone like her, someone that is so ideologically driven, should be a teacher. But I'm sure she graduated at the top of her class. Uh, Sherry works in the same school district. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Holy cow. So uh, I might have some inside scoop here. You have to tell me, uh, give me some, uh, some of the deets on that one. 
Oh, my goodness. How about this one? Speaking of young kids, a tearful mother says her family was kicked off a flight because her two-year-old daughter wouldn't wear a mask. A two-year-old kid. A tearful mother alleges that her family was recently kicked off a flight because her two-year-old daughter refused to wear a face mask. The mother documented the alleged incident on video, and it has since gone viral on social media. Elizabeth Orban said she was flying on a United uh, Airlines flight from Colorado's Denver International Airport to Newark International Airport, New Jersey, this week. Oh, she should have went to the gym, worked out at the gym over there. Uh, The couple have made it a tradition to visit the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree and were excited to include their daughter in the annual holiday ritual. Orban said the trip was coordinated with close friends and family to meet uh, in New Jersey, including some that they haven't seen in years. The friends and family were flying in from Cleveland and Slovakia to meet up this weekend, according to Orban. Orban, her husband, and their two-year-old daughter boarded the airplane and were sitting in their seats. The husband and wife were wearing their face masks, and their young daughter had a mask, but she didn't want to wear the face covering because she's two. The father is seen on video attempting to put a mask on the toddler's face several times, but the toddler continually blocks him from doing so. Apparently, a United Airlines employee warned the couple that the two-year-old needs to wear a face mask. The same United Airlines employee allegedly asked the family to disembark from the airliner because the two-year-old refused to wear the mask. Quote, today we were asked to leave the plane after it rolled out and they had to bring it back to the gate because our two-year-old daughter would not comply and keep her mask on. Orban wrote on an Instagram post, since our bags were taken off the plane, they did get our child seat. We have to wait until tomorrow till they deliver it to our house in Breckenridge, which is two hours from the DIA airport. Definitely won't make it to dinner in Jersey tonight. Uh, she goes on to say, uh, Orban pointed out that the World Health Organization advises that children up to five years old should not wear face masks. Regarding COVID-19, the WHO wrote in August, children aged five years and under should not be required to wear face masks. This is based on the safety and overall interest of the child and the capacity to appropriately use a mask with minimal assistance. Orban said that her daughter had already flown on uh, four flights since the pandemic without ever having an issue. Orban uh, said that she and her husband uh, are premier silver members at United, claimed that she and her husband are banned from flying on United Airlines. Banned! Banned because a two-year-old kid couldn't keep a mask on. This is happening in the United States. This is happening in the world we live in right now. Two grown adults who are actively trying to get their two-year-old to wear a mask are kicked off a plane because they can't get their two-year-old to comply. According to the United uh, Airlines, rules related to the coronavirus pandemic, all travelers are required to wear a face mask covering with no vents or openings that fully covers their nose and mouth and that children younger than two years old are exempt from the mask mandate. At the time of publication, United Airlines did not respond to a request for comment. Shocker. 
In September, a single mother and her two-year-old son were kicked off a Southwest Airlines flight because their toddler reportedly ate snacks before taking off without wearing a mask. Oh my gosh. You're right, George. It is ridiculous. Oh, some quick news here. One minute left. The Cleveland baseball team, you got that right. The Indians will be dropping their iconic nickname over social justice idiocy. The Cleveland Indians will be bowing to pressure from mostly Caucasian social justice warriors over the racist, in quotes, nickname, and an announcement is expected as earlier as this week. The New York Times reported the longtime Major League Baseball franchise will be following the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins. Are we allowed to say that? Are we allowed to say Redskins still? I wonder if I'll get kicked off. Well, it's probably not streaming on YouTube anyway. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, The Redskins and pandering to demands, but those who are easily offended by traditions. That means Chief Wahoo. The iconic mascot for the team will no longer be employed, according to the Times. So there you have it. Well, technical difficulties and all, I appreciate uh, everybody that hung in there. George, thanks for being in the room. Of course, Ranger Rob, thanks for being here, my friend. Thomas Hamilton, uh, Kiki Otto, the uh, Tony D Show was here as well. Uh, Everybody, uh, stay safe be live here again tomorrow night hopefully we'll have a better internet connection Uh, but until then i appreciate you being here thanks for watching stay safe and god bless